Hi guys, welcome back to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. I'm here with Sarah Huron. Hello, hello. Travis Cronin. Hi. Gwen Flamberg. Oh, hello. And I'm your host, Brody Brown. Once again, we're here to talk about all the hottest news of the week. And of course, you can listen on Spotify, tune in on iTunes, crank it up on a speaker when you've got on your Easter bonnet and are trying to host a socially distanced egg hunt this weekend, or stream however you normally enjoy your podcast. We've got tons of news this week. We are going to be talking about pregnancy announcements, surprise splits, friendly exes, Tiger King updates, intergenerational baby news, uh, reality star deaths, Kardashians threatening to never date again, beauty influencers attacking underage Kardashians, angry actors choking out international fans, we have a Bachelor update, we've got a coronavirus update, and we've got a great interview at the very end with Jonathan Scott from the Property Brothers, where he talks about his new HGTV show, Celebrity IOU, their first episode with Brad Pitt, and yes, some tea on his romance with Zoe Deschanel. But before we kick all that off, we have to start with our celebrity intentions. That's where we start asking celebrities to do something or asking them to stop doing them. Let's set those intentions. Baby girl, Sarah Huron, who's your intention for this week? My celebrity intention is for Bridget Moynihan. <laughs> oh, God. As some of you may know, one of my goals in life is to seek justice for Bridget Moynihan, who we don't talk about enough when we talk about how great Tom Brady and Giselle are. If you have been living under a rock, when Tom Brady was like 12 years ago, he was dating Bridget Moynihan. She got pregnant. And after they broke up and he started dating Giselle. And then, you know, he had the kid with Bridget. And they've been friendly, but everyone doesn't really talk about a lot how his oldest kid is with Bridget and not with Giselle. And everyone calls them couple goals. And that's all great. But I just want Bridget Moynihan to finally tell her side of the story because Tom Brady was on Howard Stern and talked about how it was like inconvenient for his life that Bridget Moynihan got pregnant when he was still playing football. And I need Bridget Moynihan to be shady and tell us like all the tea about what really happened because Giselle wrote about it in her book. Tom Brady's talking about it. And I want justice for Bridget. That's Thank not you even for coming shade. to my TED Talk. That's not even shade. That's speaking her truth. That's what you really want her to do. Correct. And I think that the world needs to just be aware. Good. That's that's like a really good, I like straight out the gate with that power, Sarah. Who is Thank your you. intention for Travis? Um, mine is for Mr. Alex Trebek, host of Jeopardy. Um, I've been watching Jeopardy every day. It's like a calming, calming like force in my life. And I just want him to socially distance and stay safe and alive because he's such a guest and like shading some of the contestants and just being really sassy to them. It just made me realize how much I love him. And I just want him to be in good health. That's all. I love him so much. Sweet. Gwen, who's your intention for? My intention is for Duchess Kate, the Duchess of Cambridge, nay, Kate Middleton. So, you know, I mean, while everybody is self-quarantining, I would like to see some social content from, from Duchess Kate. I would like to see the homeschooling of Prince George and Princess Charlotte. I would like to see what sort of adorable at-home hairstyle she's doing. And quite honestly, I think that, you know, she needs to out Megan Megan at her game. I think that now, you know, Megan and Harry announced the start of their Arch Well Foundation. And I feel like I need to hear more from Kate. I want her out there. I want reality and I want it to be good. I want her liking shady comments on Instagram. <laughs> I want her all up in the IG stories. I mean, that's maybe a little bit much, but I hear you and I, and I support yeah, you. I don't need her to comment on anything. I just really want to see what's actually happening. Like, 
are the royals just like us when we come to this like completely world equalizing pandemic? Fair. My intention is for Tan Mom. As you guys all probably <laughs> know, she has a um, digital benefit next Friday called Quarantined. <laughs> oh, I didn't be, care about that. She will be performing her hits. Like Free to Be Me, Money Maker, uh-huh. in her new single Glossy um, on the Stage It platform. I cannot believe that she is not um, performing every Friday, especially during these times. So that's my intention for her, not to True. just make her so once a month or once in a lifetime thing to take her quarantine show weekly. Um, Ooh, will it's only, she tan live? It's well, I don't know about that yet. I think this is just, we're going to try to get her to show up and to sing. Um, and it's $5. I really dug deep into it, which is not a lot. And some of the, some of the profits go to charity. So you go on with your best. How many of charity? the dollars go to charity? How many of the dollars? God's Uh-oh. love we deliver. Nice. Well, guys, we need to pound through some news. There was, there's actually been so much news this week, which I'm grateful for because there's, you know, it's Corona, Corona, but then we've got lots of other news popping along. Tons of baby news. Of course, last week we found out that Leighton Meester and Adam Brody are expecting again. We also found out Claire Holt from Vampire Diaries is expecting again. Today we broke the news that Andy Grammer and his wife gave, they welcomed their new child, Israel Blue Grammer, um, into this world. Uh, which is very exciting. A nice little Us Weekly exclusive. And Hilaria Baldwin just announced she was pregnant. We just talked to her. Were you guys surprised by this? I'm surprised. Yes, she's having another kid. This is, I think, five for them. But Travis, you're saying no. No, I've interviewed her a few times and she wants to have like a thousand kids or something. It's like six or eight. She told us that she wanted to have and they're always, she's always trying for new babies. So, and I know that she had trouble with the last pregnancy. So I was really happy to see her pregnant, but I was the opposite of surprised. We can see another pregnancy announcement, I think a month after she pops this one out too. (laughs) No, well, you're correct. In November of last year, she opened up that she'd had a miscarriage uh, four months along. Um, So people were excited for her to, to have um, this happy news. And now she's due in September because we just spoke to her about this and you can find that on usmagazine.com. Happy for all the happy news all around over there. Happy news all around. Don't worry, we're going to get into the bleak news. And then Katy Perry also announced um, last week that she is expecting a girl. Thank goodness. I'm so happy about that. Yeah, that's why. Were you guys worried if she has a boy? I think it would have been amazing if she had a boy too, but I think that a girl for her is going to be real cute. There's going to be a lot of bows, a lot of hair bows. Yeah. Yeah. She, her first kid needs to be a girl. She's going to like go all out. Travis, what's going on with Sarah's queen, Olivia Jade? Oh my God. Well, Brody breaking really important news. Olivia did post three bathroom selfies. um, This week she posted three. She's wearing a robe and clutching a green smoothie just to show you that she's also keeping healthy. She Um, is a health queen. She is definitely a health queen. And her sister Bella also posted um, a selfie that said sign seal delivered, which was sort of a mocking to Olivia Jade's 2017 car crash, where she was singing the Stevie Wonder hit while filming on her phone. So Bella sort of like poked a little bit of fun at her driving and Instagramming or Snapchatting to Stevie Wonder. So, you know, the girls are all over today. And they are tickety talking. Yes, oh, they, they are, are both of them. 
Yes, they do them all together. It's great, which I did notice. Speaking of TikTok, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but the Full House Challenge is like the thing going around right now where people are recreating the Full House theme song with people they're quarantining with. So like doing a weird like thing in their house and then like waving to the theme song. And the cast of Full House also recreated it without Miss Lori Laughlin naturally. But you have John Stamos, David Coulier, Bob Saget, all the kids. Um, and no, no Aunt Becky. No Aunt Becky. No Aunt Becky, but maybe she'll join her daughters on TikTok now that they don't have to show up for their imaginary rowing. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm getting I'm getting a little bit of a fix because Candace Camerbury's daughter Natasha started a YouTube channel, and she has featured Candace on a few videos. So it's no Lori and Olivia, but it's something for me at this time. Well, well Lori, Lori and Olivia are getting closer to being back together because as Us Weekly reported in the magazine this week, Lori's lawyers are at it filing a tons of defense motions, pretty much saying that they were scammed and telling that prosecutors withheld evidence from the defense that would support them, saying that the FBI pretty much set them up to give them the $500,000, which they're accused of giving as a bribe when they thought it was actually for charity. So there's actually some light in this case for the first time for Lori in a long time. Yeah, that wow. must be very heartening news. Um, but getting into the bleaker news, Channing Tatum, Jesse J split again. Gwen, oh, are you God. surprised? I'm really not surprised because honestly, what I'm seeing all over the world is that this pandemic is really testing the strength of couples. Couples who are rock solid, they're going to come out of this probably with engagement rings Couples who are shaky and who like didn't really have the right foundation to begin with are just falling apart. Yep. And as we heard from our insider, Jesse and Channing had worked hard to reestablish their relationship. They realized they're better off as friends and their split is amicable. I was surprised they even got back together, but I guess so were they. And oh, Brody, you know how that goes. Oh, I certainly know how it goes. And you <laughs> cannot stop getting back together. I think um, they have one more breakup and makeup in them, too. I think they got one more. Oh, no. <laughs> it might be some time. It might be some time. Um, also, Colby Kayat split from her partner of Colby Kalei? Kalei. Whatever. Kalei. Kalu Kalei. Sorry, Sarah. Wow. You're, you're in Bubbly queen. I also didn't know she was with her man for 10 years. But as to Gwen's point, I think we definitely are seeing um, some splits and new couplings or deeper couplings arise out of this. Speaking I can't wait of, to find out what happens next. Who's over next? I know. I know. Uh, speaking of splits, but then rekindlings, well, not totally rekindling. You guys saw <clears throat> on that post that John Mayer did, Jen Aniston with the little laughing emojis, how cute that was. Because Real as everyone cute. knows, very cute. Those two had dated in 2008 and 2009. They had split and got back together. But now a source told us that whenever they talk or they're out together, it's always friendly and nice. There's definitely no weirdness between them. Our source said, Jen thinks of John as a friend and thinks he is more mature now compared to when they dated. Well, I sure <laughs> hope so. so. That's totally. not too hard. And also, like, let's not forget that he was really a rebound hook up for her like I kind of never really put that much stock into them actually being together as a couple it was more like Jen as the hot older lady who was having a lot of fun post the breakup of her marriage to someone who is right now the world's hottest man call me Brad Pitt Call me. Oh, yes, call me Brad Pitt after Um, reading Jessica Simpson's book I just have no tolerance for John Mayer so this is fine but whatever (laughs) 
Gwen, you're going to like the Jonathan Scott interview we have at the end of this podcast because he talks about working with really hot Brad Pitt and also how the Property Brothers made him cry. Travis, were you concerned at all by seeing Noah Cyrus back out with Lil Xan? You know, I really was, Brody, because... You <laughs> Thank know, we you, I thought talking, you would we, be. I really was because we were talking to his, you know, ex, ex-baby mama um, Wait, for a was while. Wait, was she ever pregnant? Did we ever she, well, find out? Okay, well, that's why I said it was a little bit of hesitation, Sarah. The pregnancy was never really confirmed as real, so I really don't know how to say what was he happening. He said it wasn't, I believe, and she said it was. So yes, it's, it's so it's a he said, she said moment, so we don't really know. But that sort of behavior just makes me really, really nervous. And at the office, one of our colleagues was dressing up as little Zan for Halloween and just <laughs> watching those temporary tattoos go on her face made me worried for Noah Cyrus. Oh, no. Well, that, thank you. That is a, a great scientific assessment of your thank concern. You. Mm-hmm. Travis, I also hope you can give us a palate cleanser after that Flaming Cheetos-related um, update. What happened on this day in pop culture history? Oh, my God. You are. So this one's for Sarah Huron is really going to like this one. Today in 2009, the show NYC Prep debuted. Yes! Sarah Huron. Favorite show. It debuted showing the lives of the richest and most spoilers, spoiled kids in Manhattan in their drama. Um, also today, Clint Eastwood was elected the mayor of Carmel in 1986. Wow. <laughs> um, but the most important news was today was the day in 2007 that Lindsay Lohan was seen at Hillary Duff's album release party. They were, of course, in a like, four-year-long feud at this point because they both dated Aaron Carter, which I bet they both regret now. Um, but this was the first time that they made up and Lindsay Lohan showed up to Hillary's party and album release and it just sent the tween, the tween magazines and tween blogs of the time a Twitter. Can I just say real quick that one, NYC Prep is an iconic show. It's basically Real Life Gossip Girl and they're airing a marathon on Bravo this Friday. Yep. Only one season. Number two, uh, also means something to me because Mrs. Eastwood and Company, another great one season show on E! Reality Series. And finally, both Hillary and Lindsay meant everything to me growing up. So it was very difficult, this feud. And it meant a lot to me when I got my tiger beat in the mail and I read that there was light at the end of the tunnel. So this is just so many emotions right now. I remember that tiger beat cover. It was, it really sent like all the teen world. We're like, Lindsay and Hillary are back together. It was a huge moment that I'm glad. I was a big it. tiger beat, bop, J14 magazine girl. So. This podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. We are in challenging times right now, and it's harder than ever to connect with the right therapist. Fortunately, BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who are specialized in issues such as depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping trauma, and family conflicts. They work with 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states to connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. Anything you share is confidential, and it's so convenient as you can get help at your own pace. Schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with a licensed therapist. BetterHelp is available on desktop, mobile web, Android, and iOS apps. If you're not happy with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time, at no additional charge. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code HOTHOLLYWOOD. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash hot Hollywood. Simply fill out the questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with the counselor you'll love. 
That's betterhelp.com slash hot Hollywood. Uh, speaking of tigers, you guys, there may be apparently a new episode of Tiger King per Jeff Guys, Lowe. I finished it last night. I did. The new episode? No, I finished the series. Oh, last you night. did. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Well, there's supposed to be a new episode. Netflix has not confirmed. Carol Baskin's um, publicist at Big Cat Rescue told us they have not been approached about a new episode and would not participate if asked. I think Carol was really <laughs> upset. Pretty clear. With the way, really, really upset with the way the show panned out. Um, and then there have been all these reports that there will be another show more focused on the disappearance of Carol's husband, which I'm super excited <laughs> to see. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited to see. Yeah, there's also a podcast um, from Wanderlust or something about the Tiger King. Wandry, yes. Wandry, yeah. yeah. I listened to that podcast, which was pretty interesting and gave some more behind-the-scenes info, like a time that Joe Exotic walked into the only gay bar in Oklahoma City called the Copacabana with a live tiger on a leash. Wow, that is something I've never seen in the club, and I've Barry been in many Manilow a club. could never. Yeah, we could yeah. never. Yes. Do you think that the... Um, the tiger that was in the hangover was one of their tigers, like either Joe's or Doc Antle's. I think it was probably Doc Antle's. He was like the really the one to the stars. Yeah, the entertainment properties. I'm supposed to be talking to John Finlay, um, Ooh, Joe's nice. ex this week, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, okay, well, I'm glad we're all here right now because I want to clear something up, um, specifically for Sarah. Um, something- oh, no. So everybody needs to back off and just take a breath and relax. I don't know how many times I've had to come on here and tell people to chill out. And this is the other thing, you know what? It used to be cancel culture, now it's drag culture. And this has to stop too. You have to stop dragging people. Stop the dragging. Stop it. It's ridiculous. Is that Dean McDermott? Let people be. Well, you know what? I'm here to tell you it stops now. (laughs) Stop the dragging and get off my wife's back. That's clearly not me. That's very angry Dean McDermott, which I woke up to this morning because someone had sent through the link to his Instagram post. Dean is shouting in the camera. It's over four minutes. He's pointing his finger at the camera. I literally was like, is this how he yells at his kids or Tori when he's mad? He's trying to lay down the law. Only Mary Jo gets that tone. Oh, no. Only poor Mary Jo. Justice for Mary Jo Eustace. Totally. (laughs) Although, you know, I stand Tori and it's hard to support someone who wrote a book called Divorce Sucks. My husband left me for Tori Spelling and you thought your divorce sucked. However, it was an inspired choice, Mary Jo. (laughs) It was. But if you saw Tori announced that she would be doing this sort of virtual meet and greet and the spots, there were about 28 spots and they were $95 each. And people were calling her out on social media saying, you know, how are you trying to gain money from us while people are dying? But some people were supporting her. And clearly someone in her corner was her very angry, heated husband, Dean McDermott. So I hope you enjoyed <laughs> that little clip. You guys, we all know that Tori and Dean have some financial issues. We all know that Donna Martin is a sweetheart and she's just trying to support her kids. She had that yard sale and sold Jason Priestley's wedding invitation. This is not a surprise. We love her for it. There will be a documentary that addresses it down the line. She's a messy queen, and I she does no wrong. Okay, well, the, you are clearly a Tory apologist, but fine. <laughs> Moving on, Sarah, I know this sad news affected you as well. Teresa Judice, her dad, passing away. So sad. No, no. Oh, so no. sad. 
I I know. I mean, he's been in and out of the hospital over the years. He had battles of pneumonia. Obviously, Teresa lost her mom a couple of years ago. But this was incredibly sad. We've seen him as a fixture on Real Houses in New Jersey for years. And then, of course, Sarah, go ahead. Anyone who watches Real Houses of New Jersey knows Nono and sees him in the background every episode making um, octopus at 6 a.m., taking shots of hot sauce, driving the girls to and from dance. Really, Teresa leaned on him a lot in these last five years or so when Joe was gone um, to help her raise her daughters. And we know she took the loss of her mom really hard, and that contributed a lot to Joe and Teresa breaking up because she could never forgive him for all the time she lost with her mom when she was in jail. Because she died not long after. So mm-hmm. um, just praying for the Judice Gorga family. They've been through a lot, but they're a tight unit. And I think they all have said they take comfort in the fact that Nono and the grandma are back together again. Travis, when you saw the clip on Keeping Up with the Kardashians this week of Khloe Kardashian oh, threatening that she may not date again and she doesn't care to freeze her eggs and she's not worried about it, what were your thoughts? I I mean, I thought it was pretty defeatist and sort of wild. She was talking to Kris Jenner on this new clip that was just released this week. And she said she hadn't been on a date since her and Tristan split in February. And she said, of last quote, year, yeah, last year, February. And she said, quote, I have friends that are like, I want to hook you up with someone, but I just don't care. I'm fo- focused on myself and my daughter. And that's just what I do. Who knows? Maybe I'll never date again. Chris then said she needed to freeze her eggs. Chloe, Chloe money was not was like, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> and that just makes me seem like she's knows she's going to get back with Tristan. Oh, well, as we've heard from our sources, the those two are in quarantine with baby True. And our source yeah. said Tristan's really stepping up to the plate with Chloe and True and is fighting to make the relationship work more than ever right now. Yikes, Chloe, watch out. Yeah. And our source said Chloe's enjoying spending time as a family and being all together right now, but she's not completely open to letting Tristan back in her life in a romantic way right now. Gwen, thoughts? I mean, I read that whole situation, and maybe Ugh. this is me projecting, but I read that whole situation as Chloe being like, I'm one and done. It's true, and she's going to be an only child, and I'm not having yeah. any more kids because collectively, as a family, we <laughs> have enough babies. Yeah, well, speaking of Kardashian children, uh, Sarah, were you really into the drama that involved a one Mr. Mason Disick on social media? Um. Mason on social media is my favorite thing about 2020. I know it, the bar is low, but Mason is keeping the world going round. And as always, messy YouTubers getting involved with celebrities outside of the YouTube world is all we could ever ask for. And Jeffree Star has responded to Mason Disick calling him spoiled AF. <laughs> and he was word. not happy. No. He was not happy, but such a strange, unexpected feud. Also, speaking of unexpected feuds, Travis, uh, the perks of being a Wallflower star, Ezra Miller, what's going on? What He's choking someone out at a bar in Iceland? A a woman? Oh, my (sighs) God, Brody. This was really, really hard to watch. We did a lot of digging and finally got to the bottom of it after lots of international calls and WhatsApp texts later. Um, (laughs) So Ezra is in Iceland, the capital that I don't know how to pronounce. Reykjavik. Thank you. Thank he you, Gwen. They're filming Fantastic Beasts 3. And he was at a bar that I also can't pronounce, but I'm going to give it a shot just for fun. Preekio Kafu House. And, 
not sponsored not sponsored not sponsored Perikyo Kavaha house and there's lots of accents there and so Ezra um, a source told us has been to this bar a few times because they've been there uh, like shooting the movie of course and he was there at 6pm on April 1st and he was approached by several fans at the bar who were all gathered around him the source told us that Ezra lost his temper with the woman in the video and he was escorted off the bar's premises um, and in the video, you can see him saying, oh, you want to fight? You want to fight? He grabs her by the throat, chokes her, and then pushes her to the ground right in the bar. And if security had to get involved and throw him out, it doesn't seem like it was sort of like a play situation. It seems like it was serious altercation. Really Bad. very, 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 very disturbing. Oh, yes. And people are worried. What source told us that the Flash movie could be in jeopardy. And yeah, we haven't, that's we haven't not heard anything look. about Fantastic Beasts, but I mean, I'm sure it's not good when he goes back on set and is like, yes, I just choked out a random fan at a bar. Yeah, <laughs> we're trying to do press. Well, that, that's very bleak. So maybe let's lighten it up <clears throat> with some imaginary boxing, perhaps? It's, it's time Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania! Well, guys, of course, we're going to step into the imaginary ring, put those gloves on all the celebrities, not all of them, just the ones we're curating for who are celebrating their birthdays this week. Dennis Quaid will be refereeing this match. He turns 66 on April 9th. We just talked to him. Dennis Quaid is here. He's still looking fine. <laughs> He's looking really fine. But yeah. you can find his interviews on our website, smagazine.com. Gwen, the first round is between Patricia Arquette, who turns 52 on April 8th, and Cynthia Nixon, who turns 54 on April 9th. Wow. Okay. This is a really, really tough match because I Cynthia like Nixon, it. she's amazing, ran for governor of New York, stands for all the right things, really interesting human, loved her in Sex in the City, even though her character was very cynical. But Patricia Arquette, does anybody give a better, more heartfelt, stronger acceptance speech? Nope. Yeah. Arquette wins. Yeah. Oh my God! Did you see Escape from Danamora? By the way, no, but I she need is to. unbelievable in yeah, it. She's Make amazing. your quarantine watch. Are you missing your daily routines and struggling to stay fit in these challenging times? Me too. That's why I want to tell you about Beachbody on Demand. Beachbody on Demand is the easy way to instantly access a wide variety of super effective workouts, all from the comfort of your own home. And with many people across the country unable to access the gym right now, Beachbody on Demand is the perfect solution. There are over 1,300 workouts available. I'm halfway through Shift Shop with Chris Downing, and let me tell you, it's really challenging and just what I need right now since we're all confined to our homes. Plus, they have effective workouts for all fitness levels, so there's no reason not to get started today. You can access Beachbody On Demand on your computer, web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, Roku, Apple TV, Chromecast, and more. I can't think of a better way to stay fit right now, but if you don't believe me, just give it a shot. All Hollywood listeners out there who are trying to figure out how to get into shape in current times can access all of the workouts completely free when you text Hollywood to 303030. You will get full access to the entire platform for free. All the workouts, the nutrition information, and support totally free. I challenge all of you out there to give it a try. Again, just text Hollywood to 303030 to access to the entire Beachbody On Demand platform for free. Now, back to the show. Um, Travis. Yes. We've got little Nas X turning 21 on April 9th. Oh my God. And Shay Mitchell turning 33 on April 10th. Oh, Shay Mitchell, go girl. 
Uh, definitely Shay Mitchell. I've met her a few times and she is taller and more lean and muscular than you think she is. <laughs> and I've never met little Zan in person. I've only seen pictures. No, little Nas X, little Nas X, little Nas X. Oh my God. Oh, I still go for That's totally different. I still go for uh, Shay Mitchell, but she beat them both up. But Shay Mitchell went this round. Okay. I thought okay. it was little Zan for a second. I'm on the little Zan brains. So many lols, so many lols. Um, okay, Sarah, it's Elle Fanning who turns 22 on April 9th versus Mandy Moore who turns 36 on April oh. 10th. Oh, you know, Mandy Moore <laughs> is just, I love her. And I don't think she could hit someone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw, she went live with her husband to sing through her new album. And mm-hmm. of course, I assume because fans demanded it, saying only hope from a walk to remember. And she sounded she, great. Oh, amazing. You know how many times I've tried to sing that song? I'm in sure. My room. Too many. It's not easy. <laughs> and it's, she is just a delicate little flower. And Elle grew up with Dakota, who I'm sure, you know, put her in her place a few times. So let's <laughs> give it to Elle Fanning. <laughs> Gwen, it's Patricia Arquette, 52-year-old Patricia Arquette versus 33-year-old Shay Mitchell. I mean, it's not even a contest. <laughs> Shay Mitchell can pack a suitcase but oh, she no. can't pack, you know, the punches. Patricia Arquette wins. Oh, I thought you were going to say shame. Shaycation, yes. And, and Travis, it's 22-year-old Elle Fanning versus 52-year-old Patricia Arquette. Elle Fanning, bloody bruise, walking out of there. <laughs> Patricia Arquette, the winner. What a satisfying round of celebrity birthday bucks. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. They're always good, Sarah. That's well, not true. Now we're going to slow it down because we've got to move on to the coronavirus of it all. Of course, there have been plenty of other stars who have come forward that they've tested positive. Pink was a big one. She also said that she's donated to COVID-related um, relief. Jim Edmonds from Real House of Orange County. Allie Wentworth also said that she has um, tested positive. Sarah Bareilles, John Benjamin Hickey, Brooke Baldwin. We've seen people very sadly pass away. Adam Schlesinger, who was from the group that sang Stacey's Mom from Fountains of Wayne. Um, there have been celebrities who've also shared that they have uh, loved ones who they've lost, like Michael Che and Adrian Malouf. We just talked to Offset, of, like Cardi B and Offset, and he said his aunt and uncle tested positive. This is really affecting everyone, as we know. Even the tiger at New York's uh, Bronx Zoo tested positive, which was kind of surprising. But among all this bleak news, we also see these strange moments of happy reunions. Who would have thought that Bruce Willis, Demi Moore, and their three daughters together would be in quarantine? I don't understand. Where's Bruce's current wife and newer kids? Well, she's commenting, so she's like apparently cool with it. She's she's cool with it, but I'm like, what's with the separate quarantines? But it is a great retro nostalgic flashback to see Bruce, Demi, and their children. And by the way, Bruce shaved Tallulah's head today. And if you want to hear all about it, go to usmagazine.com. Usmagazine.com slash stylish. Oh, you know. I just hope that um, Demi is taking notes. Demi, sorry, is taking notes for the second book. (laughs) I think she really put it all into that first book. Me too. Did you maybe three... just an extra couple chapters? Okay, maybe yes, an addendum, a digital addendum. Did you three watch Queen Elizabeth II's uh, televised speech this past weekend? Did we I saw watch part of it? it. When... I was bowed down in my apartment, <laughs> <laughs> listening, wrapped. 
Well, it is very rare that she addresses uh, the world when it's not a holiday. It was only and, her fourth uh, time in her seven decades reigning as monarch. Wow. That's true. And of course, as we know, this is hit um, very close to home for her because Prince Charles, the future king, had tested positive for COVID-19 last month and has is now recovered. And she was talking about the pride that she hopes people will be able to take in the years to come as they responded to this challenge. But... Gwen, as we can notice, what was with that beautiful brooch? On oh my her God. Jacket? Well, Brody, if you're not aware of the history of Queen Elizabeth's love for brooches, you can read all about them on usmagazine.com slash stylish. She wears brooches as obviously she just loves brooches and she loves jewelry. And she, but she usually wears them to send a message. Mm-hmm. And this particular brooch was the Queen Mary brooch. So it belonged to her grandmother, her father's mother. And um, she may have chosen this brooch because the color turquoise in it represents compassion and strength. Ooh. I like that a lot. Nice. Yeah, really cool. Went beautifully with her green dress that how her royal dressmaker, Angela Kelly, created for her. She looked spectacular. She mm-hmm. speaks with strength and compassion. And she is the kind of leader that every nation should have during this time. That's the truth. And even though we have great people like this, and even though we're several weeks into this pandemic, we still have several non-leaders who are continuing to put their feet in their mouth um, by saying foolish things. We had Roseanne this week saying that she thought they are trying to get rid of all my generation. Um, she had some strange conspiracy theory that this was the attempt to get money from boomers, and, and, and which was deranged. We also had Ellen um, making a joke that being in quarantine oh is like being in jail. And it's mostly, she said, it's mostly because I've been wearing the same clothes for 10 days and everyone here is gay. And she laughed and people on social media took a lot of issue with that, of course, because they pointed out that inmates at overcrowded prisons in the States are particularly susceptible to this. And she did that in front of her rainforest backyard. Yes. (laughs) Celebrities have zero, zero right to complain about being stuck at home. Yes, that, that I think that's really rubbing a lot of people the wrong way. And you know who else is being rubbed the wrong way? Brielle Berman, who who stood up <laughs> and defended Trump. She said in a tweet, this is not political, which, of course, when anyone says that, it is political. She said um, the president has feelings like all of us. And she said, do you think someone wants to do the best they can when they're constantly belittled, bullied for everything they do or say? I think she needs to look up bullying and um, maybe do a little inward reflection. She is but, just like the president. And maybe like get a little bit of time and experience into her life. She's a child. She knows nothing. Right? She on. is. Sarah, she looks goddamn good in a bikini though. You're, you're <laughs> you want to see every picture, go to usmagazine.com. Slash <laughs> is that a new record? Three? That's a new That's record. A record. I'm sending you a bill after this one. <laughs> hey, Sarah, what's going on with Tyler C and Hannah B? I'm so over this now. Oh, well, Hannah is back in Alabama. So, Oh, wow. She broke up the, the band. Yes. She, I believe her friend came to pick her up and drove her back. I think that's, um, I think that's what we call an intervention. Um, I also think it was because Florida went on lockdown and it was time for her to make sure she wasn't like stuck there. Like, God forbid, you know, the, uh, there was a lover's quarrel. Um, Tyler has been crashing some Zooms with fans, as celebrities are doing now, especially the the D-list type. And um, he told them that they were just friends. And I, we'll we'll really find out after quarantine what went ha- went down. I think he in was the quarantine super house. candid in that fan Zoom. He really answered. Yeah, he everything. talked about Gigi and Zayn. Mm-hmm. He said that um, Gigi wanted someone with real talent. 
Oh, bur- self burn. I love a self. He's very self aware. That Tyler C. He knows oh, he's yeah. hot, and he knows he's just a reality star. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's also calling people who disagree with him or think he's not the best for Hannah cat ladies, which I think is just trashy. But whatever. And he's about um, to do a dance off for charity with Peter the pilot on TikTok. Like the Bachelor people are delivering content. I will say. Well, Sarah, yes, Peter has delivered a lot of content. What's going on with Peter and Kelly? Peter the pilot went on four podcasts. Too I listened much. to all of them. They were all over an hour. So those are um, five plus hours of my life. I'll never get back. Um, <laughs> if you're looking for a podcast, why don't you check out Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast <laughs> oh here for the right reasons? Um, wow. But, <laughs> but Peter was not on that one day. Um, but he did. Finally, this was the first time Peter did press since the finale. This is also the first time a Bachelor has not done the press rounds afterwards of the show. But he, you know, his ending was so uncertain. And obviously, we found out that him and Madison did not work out. Hannah Ann is still throwing some shade towards him, but they also, you know, were better off not together. But he confirmed that he is in Chicago with Kelly, quarantined her apartment, sleeping in a different room, according to him, with Dustin, who was also on The Bachelorette with Peter on Hannah B's season, who lives in Illinois. The three of them are living together. And are in quarantine for the long run. He says they are not dating, but he's quote unquote crushing on her. So they're clearly just not ready to come out and say that they are dating. And I think they're probably a little apprehensive because if it doesn't work out, Peter will, you know, look a little rough to have gone through three out of five of his top five in a short period of time. Very short period of time. Yes. But um, he did reveal that he warned Madison that he would be... um you know, seen with Kelly potentially, and she was cool about it. Apparently Hannah Ann and Kelly have talked offline and she was very nice. However, Hannah Ann is doing a great job of liking shady tweets, which I always appreciate. Mm-hmm. And time will tell if they, you know, go the distance. But I did a recap on usmagazine.com of Peter's biggest like, revelations about the show that he hadn't said before. And it's very interesting. If you cared about his season at all, I recommend reading it. Thank you for that, Sarah. Well, you guys know what it's time for. 25 Things You Don't Know About Me. I pulled an issue from the archives. You three will try to guess who this celebrity is that we featured in 25 Things You Don't Know About Me. Listeners, you can play along, of course. Guys, this week there will be a prize. Again, we brought the prizes back because this Sunday, April 12th, is National Licorice Day. And Red Ooh, Vines I love licorice. I want to win. I know. Red Vine okay, has this. Okay, this isn't piece. free entry to Tan Mom's concert, Brody. What the hell? <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't afford the $5 ticket. But Red Vine has a peace, love, and Vine's uh, message because they want to encourage people to do acts of kindness. So if one of the three of you get this, and if I didn't foolishly already do this one before, then you will be sent a care package <gasps> of Red Vine's. Amazing. I, I, I need something to, to live I for. I win. I, I know. And then after this, we're going to hear from Jonathan Scott um, on his new show. Okay, guys, number one. This is from a November 2013 issue. Number one, my friends tease me for making a duck face in all my selfies. Number two, a six pack on me is like seeing a Yeti. I need a picture for proof. Kim Kardashian. Number three, my favorite sport is football. Jessica Simpson. Number four, the best parts of my 2009 wedding were seeing my wife, with flowers in her hair, the two families coming together, heartfelt speeches, and a pretty great fist fight on the dance floor. Chris Pratt. 
<gasps> is that it? Gwen! You're oh correct! God. It's Chris oh Pratt! Because remember, he was fat when he married Anna Faris. <laughs> he, the next one, the, coming the, to me. Oh my gosh, Gwen, congratulations! Yes, the next one is I gained 50 pounds for Delivery Man and I lost 70 pounds for Guardians of the Galaxy. I was just going to say I'm Good running job, out of my Ollie gummy vitamins and I've been wondering I need something chewy. So I'm so excited that Red Vines are coming my way. Gwen, well done. That was Chris phenomenal. Pat makes duck faces. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, apparently. Well, Gwen, wow, that was like a record. You got it on number four. We haven't had a, a win that successful in a long time. I, I mean, I really feel amazing about it. Also, I've met Chris Pratt. <laughs> Do you want to hear and? that story? Do we have time? I was at the Quickly. Super Bowl, the Super Bowl 2015, and at the Maxim party, we were a table away from each other. And he was like, he kept asking me if I had cigarettes. I don't smoke. But he would like come over to our table and he'd say to me, what's your name? I'm Chris. Do you have a cigarette? And I kept what? telling him that I didn't smoke. But it was like really cute because he was very friendly. He was like, you are so cool. I'm so glad we're next to each other. Do you have a cigarette? <laughs> I love the that bathroom friend. attendance, Chris Pratt. <laughs> oh my God. All right, guys. Well, you need to listen to, here's a little bit from my interview this week with Jonathan Scott. He's half of the Property Brothers talking about their new show, Celebrity IOU, Brad Pitt, making him cry, and specifically all about his quarantine romance with Miss Zoe Deschanel. Hi, Jonathan. Hello. Hey, congrats on this new show, Celebrity IOU. I watched the first episode with Brad Pitt and I loved it. <laughs> nice. I'm glad. It was it was really, really fun. And it was nice to see, you know, you see all these huge celebrities and, and you know, all the stuff in, in the news about them or launching a film or whatever. But to see them so kind and, and caring and, you know, selfless, it was, it was really something special. And, you know, particularly for Brad and Jean, you know, he just loves her to death and, and she is the type of person. In fact, all of the recipients for Celebrity IU, these are all people who would never in a million years ask for anything for themselves. They're always giving, giving, giving to other people. But to see something done for them, it, it truly personifies how good things can happen to good people. Yeah, and Jonathan, you touched on it. You have such an impressive list of A-listers for the show. You've got Viola Davis, Michael Bublé, Rebel Wilson, Liz McCarthy. But all these people we never usually see on TV, how did you get them on board? Was it part of just this opportunity for them to give back to these people who usually go so underappreciated in their lives? Yeah, the process was kind of interesting. You know, we, we were trying to think of, you know, what is it that really connects with our audience? Our audience through social media, I mean, Drew and I get half a million messages a week each on social media, messages from fans saying, here's what I love about the shows, here's what I wish I could see. And we determined that, you know, the audience really does love these celebrity stories, but instead of you know, seeing a makeover on a celebrity's house, we thought how it would probably be a lot more relatable and a, and a lot sweeter of a story if we found celebrities who were really, really genuinely wanting to give to someone who is uh, important to them in their lives. Somebody who was either instrumental in making them a success or someone who was there for them um, over the long run. And it was funny, it was about five years ago, we were at the Emmys and we bumped into Viola Davis and she told us how she's a big fan of Property Brothers and she really loved the show. 
And we said that we were working on an idea for a show where we, we work with celebrities who want to give back to somebody. And she, on the spot at the Emmys at the governor's ball, she said, oh my gosh, I know exactly who that would be. I'm on board. I would love to do it. And fast forward five years, and sure enough, she was one of our first episodes. So um, between Brad, Michael Buble, uh, Viola Davis, Rebel Wilson, Melissa McCarthy, everybody brings a little something different to the show. Everybody was hands-on. So you see these celebrities actually busting down walls and making it all happen. And I was actually quite impressed. I don't know if it's because they binge-watch HGTV, all of these celebrities, even the ones who said they weren't very good at design, were really, really good at picking finishes and helping us work through it. Yeah. And talking about this episode that I just watched, what surprised you the most about working with Brad? Brad was the utmost gentleman the whole time. He was funny. He was friendly. And I've actually never, ever seen this. And we've worked with a lot of celebrities over the years. Um, he remembered every single person's name on the crew, on my construction crew. He rem- and, and even, you know, through the process and right to the very end of the reveal, he remembered every person's name and he, you know, takes a minute. So he, he doesn't feel like any, he's rushing anybody. And he was just a stand-up guy. So it was really, really nice to see that. You know, it's not, sometimes you, you worry that somebody's going to be, you know, watching their own brand and, and, you know, a little too high themselves. Not at all. He was just so down to earth and so kind. It was, it was refreshing. Now I know he, you talked about his sense of humor and he said Gene thought that he'd be pulling a prank, but did you get to see some of the paternal softer side come out of him too while you guys were working together? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was funny. Cause we, <laughs> so first of all, with Gene, with him and Gene, when they're together, they're like a couple of besties who've, you know, known each other their entire life since they were kids. And the way they're sort of, you know, ribbing each other and giving each other a hard time, it's, it's really funny. And even just sitting there, you know, after it was all said and done, we're all sitting around in Gene's living room and um, some of the stories that are flying back and forth from the shenanigans on productions like when they're filming, um, it's just really funny. It reminds me actually of Drew and me because Drew and I are always pranking each other. And yeah. um, you can only really, the really, really good pranks and the really, really good stuff only comes when you know somebody like like they're your twin brother. Now, he said in the episode he's going to be the guy to cry on television. Were you and Drew trying to make Brad Pitt cry? Because that would be some nice bragging rights. <laughs> so, <laughs> Drew had said, he, he said that is his mission. He's going to make the world's biggest actor, the world's you know, uh, biggest superstar cry. That's his goal. Um, I don't think Drew had anything to do with it. I think as soon as Brad saw um, how beautiful the place looked and, and what it was going to do for Jean and, and her reaction, it brought Brad to tears. So I can successfully say that the Property Brothers made Brad sit cry. Um, but in reality, I think it was Jean and, and the fact that the flood of memories came and how this is going to help her, that's really what did it. Wow, I love that. And and you mentioned it earlier, but we're we're obviously a lot of people will be watching this in this particularly surreal and scary time. Um, and you've shared a little bit on Instagram, and and you know people love seeing you and your brother together. But have you two been separate this whole time, or have you been able to combine your quarantine groups? Yeah, yeah, we've been um, taking every measure just to stay separate. I have because uh, Drew, Drew and Linda. Their house in LA. Um, yeah, I have a lot of stuff over there, and that's that's where I actually had. They built a suite into that house for me to stay in. But I actually have my own place 
in LA. And so I'm pretty much sitting there the whole time though. I've had to go over and get a couple things from time to time, but yeah, we figured, you know, we want to set an example and we want to really do our best. Because there are some people who don't have the ability to stay home. They, they're still working. There's couriers, there's people working at delivery restaurants and in the hospitals. So, you know, we can do our part and we can self-isolate and, and make sure we're not contributing. But, um, you know, there's a lot of people that just don't, don't have that ability. And aside from promoting this show right now, are you and your brother using this as like a break or now that you're stuck at home, can you two not help yourself? Are you doing lots of little projects around the house? <laughs> yeah. Drew and Linda have done like six puzzles already. They actually did one last night in real time. It took four hours. They had a, a camera mounted above the table and in real time with no cuts, they did an entire jigsaw puzzle. Wow. So, that was funny. Um, you know, there's various things. So I, I set up my piano um, here at the place in LA. I'm, I'm determined uh, by the time this ends that I'll have learned piano. And so I've been working on this. Um, and then fixing little things around the house too. There's always a little uh, few projects or some furniture that needs repair or something. So I've been doing that. I have my tools with me. And then, um, you know, we're still running our company because there's, you know, Scott Brothers Global and, and our Scott Living Line. There's still a lot. You know, there are people who are in their homes now and they need certain products to help, you know, with storage or help with life, you know, within the house. And so we're still actually running that company um, remotely from here so that we can try and get um, goods to people. It's the same with our shows because everything was on hold. Our number one priority was to get the houses finished so the families can get back into their houses, even though we're not going to be able to film the reveals. We want to just get the families back into the houses so they have somewhere safe to be. And uh, I saw you said on Instagram, you've been playing games, making music and doing puzzles with Zoe. Are you two going to be recording a song together? <laughs> you never know. Um, uh, we were actually just talking about this. We FaceTimed with my parents yesterday and um, they, they said the same thing. They asked us if, if we're going to do a song together. The funny thing is, if you, if you ever think of a musical household, this is it. Last night, Zoe was playing on the piano. And I was in, I was just cleaning up in the kitchen because she's an amazing cook too. She is literally the best person to be isolated with because she's an incredible cook. She's a musician, so she can entertain you. And she's just all around. She even, she cut and colored my hair, which is better than I've ever had it done at a salon. So I'm like, I literally hit the jackpot and it's the best person to be with in this situation. But we, um, you know, we talked about that. And I think that at some point, you know, because there's always spontaneously music erupting or we'll start singing. There's definitely going to be something. Jonathan, you're great and so gracious with your, with your time today. I can't wait for people to check out Celebrity IOU. So thank you for to you and your brother for um, giving us that treat. And I know it'll be a great escape for a lot of people during this tough time. Wow, Brody, that was very fun and candid. I'm obsessed with thinking about Zoe Deschanel and this property brother running around their house having a, like a musical. <laughs> and know. I just and picture that. And foil for foils in his hair. I don't hair. know. And then I also like that it was like him acknowledging that he dyes his hair because you don't always have male celebrities saying, yes, I dye my hair. And I was like, oh, it better be a good dye job when they emerge from quarantine. Amazing. Love it. Love it. Well, guys, once again, Thank you for joining us for the Hollywood Podcast. Please listen on Spotify, tune in on iTunes, or even stream into the windowless basement that you call your bedroom at your parents' house that you've been calling home for the last 33 years and tell your friends who are looking for a way to stay sane. Not that I'm calling us sane by any means. Tell your friends who are looking for something to entertain them in quarantine. 
Find us on social media. Let us know if we haven't addressed something or you something you'd like to hear more about. Let us know if there's something you love or maybe just like. And as always, thank you for joining us and hope to find you here again next week with another episode of Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. Bye, friends. Bye. Bye. Follow me on TikTok. <laughs>